This is Marcella Alonzo, and you're listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skin Fluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skin Fluencer Success. Hello to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast. Tanya Tate presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, it's my birthday. It's my birthday month bonanza edition. Woohoo! So thank you to every single one of you who have been sending gifts. And if you do want to send a gift, there's still time for my birthday. And even if it's belated, it's just fine. You can send it to the mail-in address. Um, it's on my Instagram, at TanyaTXO, or you'll also see it on every one of the live streams that I've done on YouTube. And the handle is TanyaTateTube. You can go on there and you can see the address and you can also see my Amazon wishlist. Amazon wishlist is on YouTube and every one of the live streams. And also, if you see any of my Linktree links, if you Google Linktree Tanya Tate, that will come up and you'll see on there, there's a link again on there to my Amazon wishlist. So perfect. And if you still don't see it or find it, tweet at me, ask me what's your Amazon wishlist. Also on the show, my guest, Marcella Alonza, a content creator, influencer and host of Schooled on Sunday Funday, will discuss how you can be in the adult entertainment and make money from PG rated sources. So I'm so excited. It's my birthday this month and already I'm celebrating. I remember when I was a kid and it's just like Christmas. You could never sleep the night before. I was just so excited. And looking back, actually, Christmas, I never got any sleep. I'd fall asleep for an hour or so. And then I'd wake up and had to read myself back to sleep, fighting that excitement. And as we get older... Some things just don't feel the same as when we were kids. But that joy of experiencing a special day, your birthday, it's always one day I'll always remember and look forward to every year. But there was always that one sad moment on my birthday. It was always the time when I was alone and I was quiet and I'd look at the photos in my house and on the walls and the cabinets and the mantelpiece. My mum always used to have pictures of us, whether it was school pictures they were usually school pictures, actually. And then I'd always look at them and I'd think, oh, I'm never going to be that age again. Or sometimes I'd go to the point where I'd think, oh, another year closer to dying. It really is a true story. But, you know, now it's amazing. For me, I think, how amazing is it to be alive? And how wonderful it is to have shared all those special moments in my life. And how blessed I am to be able to share my special day with friends. So this is my birthday month and I feel so lucky to be in the position where I'm at. And to be able to share 
some of my life and my followers on social media. I've got to say, I feel so blessed to be loved and appreciated. And I always want to give some of that back to you. I want to say a special big thanks to those who've been sending me birthday gifts or spoiling me extra on OnlyFans. I do give back to those on OnlyFans. And those who know over there know how much that I do this. I'm really in awe of how much generosity was shared for the early birthday gifts. So I did a live stream unboxing and I did it with Ozzy and we unboxed a lot of gifts. It was on my free social media channels. So it was on YouTube and TikTok. Oh, and then also another place where I'll share that news shortly. The gifts were just magical and even Ozzy was sent some gifts. So a massive thank you to everyone. And I will be doing another live stream unboxing soon. I see some more gifts that I are sitting, waiting to be opened. So I want to say a massive thank out to everyone. And if you do want to come and join me on the next live stream unboxing, then make sure that you subscribe, follow me on my social media channels and subscribe and turn on the notifications so you know when I'm going to be going live. So Twitter and TikTok are the main places where I do it. And my handle on TikTok and Twitter is at Tanya Tate Tube. So yeah, you get to see me and Ozzy on there. There's loads to look back on over. Actually, I've been live streaming with Ozzy since he was a baby. So go and check them out. They're always fun. I always want to surround myself with good people. You know, people that we meet and then move on to the rest of our day. I always want to ask myself afterwards, you know, how do I feel? It's one of them, check if the conversation or that interaction made me feel positive emotion. Or did that person leave me with negative emotions like anxiety, frustration or anger? I have to ask myself if the interaction is necessary and I do I want to repeat it with them again? If I'm left with the feeling of a heavy weight in my stomach, then that's really not good for my health. So there's no room to appreciate the people that bring my life and thoughts so much positive stuff if it's full with the people that are bringing me negative emotions. So it's all about choices. And I believe our choices will direct the journey that we take. And I have some really good friends and colleagues that I've made in life and This is something that I want to instill. The thought of making good choices to my son, Ozzy. Let him be led by example. You know, if you're mean to someone or you're a jerk or just a complete idiot or rude, think about it. Do you think that later on they might want to do business with you? Or if you need help, do you think they're going to want to help you? In my industry, the adult industry really is a small world. And there are those that really do want to help each other. So there's that recurring story for, with me, isn't it? The continuous Instagram account deletion. And I feel it's almost as repetitive as the story of the people talking to those Tanya T fake accounts without checking if it's one of the official places that I chat to people first. However, I was actually given some really good news. So Instagram, for whatever reason is consistently deleting adult performers' accounts. And it's going on on an ongoing basis. And it's usually for the same reason, sexual solicitation. So after having my 2.9 million Instagram account deleted, I then would start a new account. So I've started actually various new Instagram accounts. And each time I end up getting deleted for sexual solicitation. Now, I knew this wasn't true 
reason because some of the accounts, like they were just so PG, would never even know that I was an adult star. So after this story kept repeating itself over and over and over, like I don't even know how many accounts we we were going through. Like I'd have some, one of my fans would help open the account and then hand it over to me and then it'd go down again. And literally we were at the point where we started labeling them one, two, three. And I was like, this is not going to keep going on. So after this story repeating itself over and over, I'm like, I've got to make a new plan. So I reached out to Lana Evans, who's the president of the APAG union. So this is a union that is there to help look after people in the adult industry. And she was able to put me in touch with their lawyer, Jim Felton, who on my behalf reached out to Instagram. They reviewed their decision and allowed my account to be put back online. Woohoo! So my Instagram that you should all be following is at Tanya Tate XL. And when Instagram was asked the reason by my lawyer why my account was taken down, their response was that they could not give a reason. So it seems after all this time, my account was taken down for no reason. And until I got a lawyer to talk to them, they were just going to ignore me. No matter how many times I appealed or requested a review. Sex workers really have to deal with so much discrimination. We keep within the rules, yet we are still being removed. But for me, it's, you know, I found a way. I kept moving forward. And I feel so blessed to be able to have help from friends and colleagues who directed me to the union lawyer. And for me, I feel I want to give back and I've been keeping an eye out online for colleagues who are also having their accounts deleted. But in that, I'm actually making some new friendships by supporting them and helping guide them to suggestions to try and get their account back. So if you are listening and you are working in the adult industry and you've had your Instagram account deleted and you believe you didn't break any rules and you need some help, some words of encouragement, please reach me. You can get me on Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO. And if you can't personally message me or get hold of me there, you should be able to reach me by my publicity company, Star Factory PR. And the website, Instagram and Twitter are all the same, Star Factory PR. Seriously, helping people does not cost anything. And I have had help from others. So why not pay it back in kind? I feel like I always want to treat people kindly. You know, life isn't always about money. It's about people, commitment, loyalty, relationships. When I was younger, I didn't fully recognize this. You know, sometimes we look at others and we measure ourselves by other people's bank account, their assets, their wins, their numbers, or simply just put them on a pedestal and feel in some way that they have been made better. But I know this is not the case. Is the difference we make in people's lives through the relationships that we act. When I focus on numbers on Sex Panther, so I'm on Sex Panther and OnlyFans. So Sex Panther, it'll tell you the rate and what number that you are within the site for that month. Um, and what number that you are in terms of the porn stars. And with the OnlyFans, it's percentage, you know, what the, the, the lower the number, the higher you are. And the more money that you're making. 
Okay, so that's the way that it works on Sex Panther and OnlyFans. So when I focus, what number am I at? I find myself comparing myself to like other months, other days, you know, why was I here then and why am I not there now? And then I just remember the things I love about being able to connect with my fans. The building of the relationships and the loyalty that works both ways. I have a big heart of appreciation, but I have special places in my heart for those who are consistent and loyal. And I give back to them in many ways. I invest in the relationships as I really want to build something. I was prepping for my podcast and then Sex Panther called me. So I picked up the phone and I started speaking to a guy who was a big fan. And it was just wonderful without me even asking. His mouth was coming out with these words and my ears were filled with so many words of appreciation. And I said to him, you know what? This is exactly what I'm writing about right now. And it's not about the numbers. It's about the flow. My heart felt big. And to me, that's a new friend. So remembering those things about friendships and relaxing and things really do come to fruition. There are so many relationships in our life. So which ones need to be stronger? Make that conscious effort to focus on them. Take the time for them to grow through development and investment and nurturing. And when you appreciate things, then more things will start to appear. They will start to flow. The appreciation will flow. The gifts will flow. As John Gordon said, don't chase the dollars or success. Decide to make a difference and build meaningful relationships and success will find you. Exactly how I'm feeling right now. Stop looking at the numbers and build those relationships. Coming up next on Tiny Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success. How can you be in the adult entertainment industry and make money from PG-rated sources? My guest, Marcella Alonza, a content creator, influencer, and host of Schooled on Sunday Funday, will discuss ways to make this happen. But before we do that, I want to tell you about something new. On every episode, I'm going to spotlight someone who I feel stands out or has done something interesting with the social media. So let me introduce this episode's Skinfluencer Success Spotlight performer as Alana Evans. So not only is she the president of the APAC union, which is a union set up in the adult industry to make a difference and support people in many different ways. So not only is she the president of the APAC union, which helps to make a difference to the adult industry with support in many different ways, including representation, free legal advice, a performer support align, and so much more. And it was with their help and their lawyer, Jim Felton, that I got my Instagram account back. So one big thank you to Alana and the union. And you can follow Alana Evans and at APAG Union on Twitter. And you can also find the website with more information, apagunion.com. So tag someone who you think deserves to be Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Tweet me at Tanya Tate, comment on my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tate Tube, or Instagram at Tanya Tate XL. And you can also leave me a voice note on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate and let me know who should be spotlighted and why. This 
listening to Tanya Tay presents Skinfluencer Success. How can you be in the adult entertainment industry and make money from non-X-rated sources? My guest is a content creator, influencer, and host of Schooled and Sunday Funday. Welcome Marcella Alonza to the Skinfluencer Success podcast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me today, Tanya. Thank you for being here. It's great. It's great. I, I'm so interested to hear all about your story and to hear all about you. But let's get started. Tell everyone, who is Marcella Alonza and how did you get started in the industry? Well, I started a long, long time ago, back in the mid-90s. Um, I'm that old. So I started in 1995 and I started stripping in Tampa, Florida. The reason I started stripping, I had a child at 16 years old and I couldn't get a job anywhere else. And it was a bit of survival for me. So it was a lot. It was very, very different when I started adult entertainment back then. I started stripping. That was my very first job. And I remember there was stripping. There was sex work. There was uh, walking the track maybe working for a service, which would be on the yellow pages, the strip clubs, and then porn, which seemed to be where I was at in Florida. Like that was something unattainable because of the fact that you would have to go to Los Angeles back then. They would have porn shops with the DVDs and all that. So it it was very different. There was no webcam, no phone sex, nothing like it was it is today. And again, I had a child at a young age and I was having a hard time having finding a job. Um, it was very, very difficult at my age. I actually started when I was 17, you know, going to one club, but then I went to another club um, once I hit 18 and, you know, I got my own apartment actually at 17 years old, was paying my own rent, taking care of my child. And I wanted to be off welfare at such a young age because it was such a pain back then. And the the only way I could really be able to go to school, take care of my daughter and be off you know, government assistant was to strip at that time. So I first started stripping um, for many years. And, you know, I started in Tampa, and then eventually I moved to Las Vegas in the early 2000. And I I was in a, another club called Crazy Horse 2, which I absolutely, that was my favorite. The two best favorite clubs I worked at were Mons Venus in Tampa, Florida, Crazy Horse 2, which I met Ava Devine there before she ever was Ava Devine. We all know who she is. She's a good friend of mine for over 20 years, but uh, we danced way back when, um, before she got started. And I remember her journey when she got into uh, mainstream porn, but I was, always, first I was a stripper for many, many years and it took a toll on my body. I had scoliosis real bad. I had spine surgery and Mm. I had a slow stuff down. And I always knew when I first started stripping, Hey, this is going to end one day. Um, you know what I'm saying? And all throughout my early adult life, I was either going to college or taking a course of some sorts. You know, I was close to a four-year degree, but I unfortunately didn't finish. I was only nine hours short. That's a long story. Why I didn't finish. Um, had to do some something with family and not my daughter. You know, I always tried finding some way to make money. I remember uh, 
before my youngest is, was born, now my youngest is 18 years old. She just turned 18. Um, I started doing eBay, I remember. And I love doing eBay. And I was like, oh, great. Because I, I, it was anytime I've made money and it's not in sex work, if it's a dollar, it feels like $10. It feels like so much more money because it's always been hard for me to cross over because I've been in adult entertainment for so long. I didn't have the job skills. So through the years, I've had to teach myself computer skills, um, various things. I've just had to be on top of it. I've always been tech savvy. So I remember um, doing eBay and I was so excited before my daughter was born and eBay. What, kind of what were you selling on eBay? Oh, believe it or not, I was selling children's toys. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love Hello Kitty and I love uh, Strawberry Shortcake. And then oh, I, yeah. I was selling actually children's toys. And um, that was before eBay is eBay kind of changed. That was the early days of eBay, but I was, I would go down, I was living in Vegas. I would spend a thousand dollars and make four to $5,000 in the early days of eBay. And I was having a very good turnaround and it was very, that was empowering because, you know, the fact that I was doing something else besides sex work made me very, very happy inside. There was times I've tried to get so many jobs um, outside of sex work and turned down was it because they knew about your sex work or was it because they, they didn't see like the history, you know, when you look at your CV and it's like, they see gaps in the history where you know that you've been busy doing sex work. So to be honest, the early days before um, I even got into sex work, I received a lot of, um, I am Hispanic. I received a lot of prejudice, basically not hire me because of my race. I was in Tampa at the time. Yes, it's predominantly Hispanic, but there was times I've been discriminated multiple times. This is the early nineties, you know, and stuff, you know, discrimination happens. So, and it still happens to this day. So I had a very hard time with that. Um, I did go to college. I, you know, I'm very tech savvy, like I said, but I found that it was just difficult. It wasn't because I was so much in sex work as people were just, wherever I went, it was very, very hard. It was easier for me to go into the club to make my money. So I had my daughter, um, this was probably 18 years ago. I left Vegas. I went down to Miami. Um, I tried doing, I tried doing real estate and I tried doing real estate in Miami because I did have some family down there. Mm-hmm. I'm half Cuban, half Puerto Rican, and um, I did good with the rentals, but at the time was the housing crisis. So it it was, again, I was, you know, I was making money there, but I, I found that my niche was doing rentals, but, you know, I just wasn't getting support from family that either, they kind of shunned me um, because of me dancing, you know. So you're you're finding a way, you're like, you're seeing this discrimination, you're feeling it, and you're oh, like, yes. you know what, I have to do something, and it's it's you and your daughter, and that's who you're gonna look look right. out for. And so so then you find a job in sex work, and then the people that you think would be supporting you, they're not open mm-hmm. or accepting to it. So it's it you feel and isolated. Right. Yeah. Like one time I'm showing my cousin and his soon to be wife a home for sale and I'm showing them something practical because I know like you can't get this big house. And his fiance goes out loud, let's go look at for sale by owners. 
you know, and it was, it was very heartbreaking. Like I'm trying to help you guys. I'm showing you something practical. The irony of it, they got a foreclosure later on in their house. So, you know, it was trying to guide them the right way to be more practical. So I, I stopped doing real estate because at that time, not only was it a housing crisis, like I didn't get the support from my, my family that was down there. The thing about real estate, it's, it's kind of a, if you're going to do it, it's, it's kind of still a side hustle. And I, and I just didn't, I, I didn't want to rip people off. I didn't want to guide people wrong when I showed people, I would always show people something that was practical instead of something that would be over their head. And people don't want to listen sometimes when buying things. So <laughs> they, they just have this vision in their head and it's like, this is what I want. And then you're, you're asking them, well, what's your budget? And you know, it's like, that's what they, yeah, people are, you have to, when you're buying a home, the best advice I learned from doing real estate, when you buy a home, make sure you buy your home that you're going to live until you die and pass on to your family. That's the, the if you're, if, that's the best advice. If let's say you get a condo and what I was showing my cousin was a simple condo with two bedroom. They could have easily paid it off and then they could have kept it, rented it out and then bought the home that they proceeded to buy. Instead, they went for that big home yeah. and now they're living with another family member. So, so you know, and I see the trends with that, with a lot of things. So that's why I didn't really care for real estate, because when you're trying to take care of your client, guide them right, sometimes they don't have the best mind. So I didn't, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to, let me, let me go back to Vegas. I don't have family supporting me, my decision. So I went back to Vegas and um, I was in Vegas and remember MySpace got really big. Remember MySpace? I remember MySpace. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of on it. I got on it just as it was kind of dying. <laughs> oh, real. So I got on MySpace in the beginning and I actually got like a big, huge following. And all of a sudden I was getting, it was real good. I was kind of doing glamour photography and getting paid shoots here and there, but I didn't go into porn um, at that time or anything. I was, so I was getting these shoots and one day, um, and I feel like this was like a sign from God or something. Um, one day I get a call to go be in a movie and I was like, Oh, let me go to this. And I was dancing at the time. I said, they're going to pay me $500. How exciting. So I go to Los Angeles. I'm working on a movie. I was just a background extra. And I happened to meet, um, a girl who was a stripper and she told me one thing that was key. And the one thing I was always paying for my health insurance and was quite pricey. And, mm -hmm. You know, if you have children, you're in this business, it was pricey. I remember in Florida, they had some insurance program that actually Hillary Clinton started. And it was like, I paid $20 and my daughter was at least covered, but had a good quality insurance. And they had that in Nevada. But I was like, oh my, so I meet this girl and we're all playing porn stars in this movie that the Farley Brothers, it was called Hollywood and Vine or something like that. And she goes, yeah, I haven't, this is pre-Obama. So before he came into office, so she goes, yeah, I have my health insurance. I got it through SAG. I just, I always play a stripper. And right there, kind of the lights were dinging in my head. I was like, For, I don't want to play a stripper no more. I'll play a nurse, a teacher, a doctor, whatever I have to do. That is what I'm going to do. So eventually I moved to Los Angeles. Um, right away, I get my SAG card because I played Octo Mom in a movie. <laughs> So I started doing background work, which is SAG background work, and I became yeah. SAG. And I was like, oh, wow, it felt, that felt more empowering to me 
than anything else. Right after that, because I still had to dance, couldn't make enough, you know, it was like trying to catch these jobs. I discovered Streammate in 2011. And I was on Streammate in 2011. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, yeah. So, so, so Streammate is a is a cam platform. So mm-hmm. it was before the time of free, free cam. So did you join it when you know the guys would come in and they'd look and you'd see that you'd see them fully clothed and then they would take you into the paycheck yes. and then you would reveal everything and yes continue. yes yes the good thing about streammate in 2011 and i was like oh, thank god for that because i remember there was webcam before that but i didn't really dabble in it it was so complicated before that but i didn't really i remember a club i worked at they had an option where there was webcam or whatever, but I remember getting on in 2011 and it was like, I can save money from gas. I can sit home and I can make money. And sometimes I would make as much money as I would make in the club. I would do it once in a while, but this was the issue at the time. My daughter was young, so that was very difficult. And I realized right, like, tricky. that's it's tricky when the children are young. You understand? So you have to like, so the only reason I backed out of it at that time was it was very tricky because again, I would have to a take her to the babysitter and then, you know, so, and so I, if I would do it, I would do it when she was at school, when I was not working. So I kind of did the three things, but I did walk away from streammate because it did get to be like way too much for me. Like that was the one. It's juggling, isn't it? When you're a parent, like when you're a mom, it's like, you know, it's, it's for me right now, my son's at school. So, Uh you know, you to, to shoot the content, to shoot the podcast, he's either at school, he goes out, you know, with the nanny or there's, there's times when I literally will book a hotel (laughs) or go to location. When my daughter was high, her high school year, I was booking because during COVID she was home all the time, but the hotels here in New York were 80 bucks. So I would go there. And then because she was, you know, 16, 17 years old, I could go for the day and I would book a whole, so I've been through that too, but it was very tricky stream made in 2011. Then from there, I, I ran a bachelor party business, um, that did pretty well in Los Angeles. And, um, again, so eventually in 2017, I came up with Marcella before that I went by a different name for years that was similar to my real name. Um, and the only reason I went to Marcella was it was, I didn't want, I wanted a different name that wasn't a connection with my real name. Yeah. And, 2017 I came up with Marcella and there's something weird inside of me something was telling me go to New York go to New York go to New York and I've had this weird psychic sense and I went to New York 2019 actually but it was it started after I made Marcella and I didn't understand I would see pictures of Brooklyn pictures of New York everywhere and I'm like and I received this when I was actually in Vegas before I went to LA and it's just a weird sense of it's time to move it's time to move and I moved so I moved to New York unfortunately my father passed away in 2019 you know because here I'm getting older my back is hurting my body cannot take dancing um, all of a sudden, I discovered all the online. I did the Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I joined OnlyFans in 2017. And it was yeah. cool at first. Um, I'll be honest. I enjoyed the earlier days when I would get a sub. Like, those were, whoa, I got a sub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the very first day. I'll re- I remember the Christmas. I think it was 2018. 
And oh, look, look, a sub. Like it was great. It was like ding. people subscribe to OnlyFans and you was like super pleased because it was like it really was a new platform at that time, you know, and we were all kind of testing the waters, you know, how is this going to be? How are we going to make our money? What things are we going to be able to do on it? Yeah. And I didn't show my face at that point. And what I did is I showed my face on the platform. So I kind of like, I kind of like would hide my face on the Twitter and then they would join. They were so satisfied back then. I kind of liked those early. And then I remember I would get the customs that were, I love the customs where put socks on. Oh, another thing I forgot to include. I am a trained dominatrix and I did that in Los Angeles and I've actually started way back when. Um, that's another side of me because I'm a truly dominant woman. So I, it, that's always like secondhand for me. Um, so I forgot to add that because I had a wonderful <laughs> mentor, um, named Tara Indiana, um, who I met in Los Angeles and she really guided me when I was back in Los Angeles. I also did uh, night flirts and I was very good with phone sex. I would make a good oh. amount of money. So yeah. Night Float was kind of like one of the earlier yeah. like, phone sex places, wasn't it? Platforms. I was never on Night Float because I think maybe I started getting into it a little bit after. But for me, I use Sex Panther. So that, yeah. that's the platform. I love Sex Panther. Well, I, I love it, but now, and they couldn't help what happened with the change. You know, we, before when we would get the text right to our phone, I missed that aspect, but I know it's not their fault. So what happened, Sex Panther, the fans and the guys can still use it. They can still reach us. The only difference is, is that the SMS facility is being taken away. So you can't yes. go direct to the phone. But you know what? Here's the thing. I always think things change. And I always look at things as a positive way. Like things have changed. And we it sometimes it gives us an eye opener to like, hey, maybe we'll have a little bit more time for other things, you know, maybe it's not as busy or maybe maybe we just need to educate the fans because there is a way and I do still get the calls and the video chats. This is all about sharing information. That's why I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. I did. So we're going to move forward because I've got so okay. many questions to ask okay. you and I know uh-huh. you're super excited to tell everyone. So let's let's move forward. So so we're on so you're on OnlyFans. So let me ask you a little bit about OnlyFans. So so you you are on OnlyFans we've talked about you're on Sex Panther and is there is there any other platforms that you're on? Is it loyal fans? Loyal fans. I do have a mini vids and I have an I want clips and I've had an I want clips since 2018 and uh, i have a phone line there yeah so i'm on those and then i have a playboy centerfolds but i haven't uploaded in a while um just because i you know what i mean i have there's a preference of sites there's so how do you decide on your preference are you deciding on how much time you spend on each depending on which one is giving you the most financial return well, Sex Panther, I have some very loyal people from the day that I've joined that are still there. And I have to say, I, I like that. I'm going to have to learn the notifications too, too with that because uh, sometimes I miss them and I get, I get quite upset because I love talking to my fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, some of them, I, uh, they listen to my podcast and then they give nice. me feedback and I love that. So, well, do you know what? Any of our fans that are here right now <laughs> listening to us, definitely give either of us feedback because we, yeah. love, we love to hear what you think yeah. about our podcast. That is, isn't that like one of the big things? It's like finding out from the fans, from the listeners, what they like, and it helps us to improve, to, well, to I- get- 
a, a better experience. Yeah, I was surprised because I tried making one of my podcasts for adult entertainers, but my fans are enjoying it more. I've noticed. Yeah, like they, I, so they, I, and I, I like, I, there's, I have a lot of good fans on Sex Pamper that are, um, they're behaved too. They're very, they're very much gentlemen. There's actually somebody that lives close to me that's a fan of mine and he's so respectful. He doesn't cross any boundaries because I hear some people talk about people that cross boundaries. And I love when I talk to him, like uh, we'll talk about movies, we'll talk about, uh, he listens to my podcast a lot. So yeah, yeah like some of my fans, they, they're, believe it or not, they don't cross, some of them, I guess because also I'm dominant, they don't cross boundaries. So that's a good thing. You know, I'm lucky yeah. to have them. Yeah. I have some good people that are just supportive. I, I think that there are like a lot of different fans out there. And, you know, mm -hmm. for me and you, because we're like older and, you know, especially with, I, I am, I am dominant as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that mummy and, and yes. I think a lot of fans, you know, gravitate towards us, you know, there's, there's a sexual gratification, of course, right. but there are also guys that want to be there that just want to talk to us. You know, yeah. I, I, I've got a guy that's waiting right now. He messaged me this morning and he wants to hear about my journey and like my diet and it's it's a it's a bit of a long story. So I thought, well, you know what? A little bit later on, when I've got a cup of tea, I said to him, I'm going <laughs> to get down and sit down and talk to you later. So maybe he's going to call me. Maybe he's going to text with me. And it's good because we can we can just pick it up. We can pick the story up. We can pick the conversation up, right? And just keep it going. And we have some really great loyal fans. And of course, yeah, we have the fans that just pop in and out, and they're like, it's a quickie. So the the all make up. Um, yes that part yeah of and i and on only fans i do have loyal fans and i've noticed i've changed up my only fans um i'm doing it way different than a lot of people do um when i started only fans I, I was uh i was on it and everything but then i got into the telegram world and i felt like it was a little bit too toxic and i pulled away from that community and i said you know what i've been a sex worker a long time I'm going to treat these fans the way I treated when I worked the, and when I worked at the club, like, you know, there would be this guy that maybe he gets one dance or this guy that goes in the VIP room and that's it. And then he comes back a month. So I started applying what I've always done, how I've kept regulars to my only fans. And I've, you know, like shared the podcast and all that, and I'm seeing more money now. So I keep it pretty simple. I use the voice note. I love using the voice note, the feature, the best. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk to people. Sometimes I'll answer back because it's easier than a typing and I'll be like, hello, welcome. You know, like, so they know it's me and yeah. I've been, I've been doing that and trying, and I've even told my audience on OnlyFans, look, I'm going to be as much as authentic as I can. And then I'm even letting them know on my OnlyFans, like, Hey, I had a busy day today. Hey, you know, come Friday. I can do, if you guys want a video call, cause I love doing video calls. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love doing video calls. So when I let them know like that, I notice it's working out better because it's just not realistic to be sexting nonstop. It's not realistic to be, you know, for, and I want to treat, I want to keep them the way I've always kept my regulars through the years. And mm -hmm. I have, I think I have one guy, um, since 20, let me think of the year in a minute, maybe 2012. Still, wow. uh, you have yeah. One, yeah, like I have some that long term, not as long as like I've been dancing because 
you, you know what I mean? I dance for a long time, but I have quite a bit of people sex pamphlet. I've noticed I have like the most regulars. Yeah. Um, but I, I've even let them know like, Hey, when I'm on, now you're going to have to show me that. And then I'll have to blast a text so they can know like, Hey, I figured out the notifications. No, this is great. So, so what you're doing, you're, you're changing the experience for the fans. You know, you, you're giving them the time that you have got to give to right. them. And then letting them know, and that's like a really cool idea. It's it's like, hey, guys, I might be busy today, but look, you know, Friday night, I'm going to be home, home alone, mm-hmm. and like, let's set up some video chat. So it's kind of like letting them know in advance when you're going to schedule. Yeah, and and kind of keeping it like that for them. So then at least they, they know when they can kind of get in touch with you, you know? Yeah. We're talking about, you know, OnlyFans and these platforms. So right so you're doing solo productions? So or- I have done collabs before with other ladies. I've done I I've done with uh, like a lot of uh, my friends. Um Sexy Vanessa, I will be doing a collab soon. She's the one that because we're both Latina and we're both older Melves, um we get the like my guys love her, I think cuz we're both well she's from Argentina. I was born here in the states though, but she um they love it when vi- all my guys, oh, you got another video, like all the time. So when I collab with her, I notice the most, you know what I mean? There's always that friend that you have that they're always asking about. And of course, they always ask about Ava Devine, too. Um, uh, they always ask about her. Um, she's a long, long-term friend. Um, but yeah, I, I decided for 2023 a difference. Because I've been in sex work so long, I've decided if I collab with another female um, what I plan on doing, they must be in the adult industry for over 10 years because we are both like-minded in a lot of ways. And I'm finding after the pandemic, a lot of people got into sex work, but the etiquette, the understanding, you know what I mean? That this is a business or they're new to this or that, you know, there's, there's a lot of little things. And I just find that my best collabs are with people that are seasoned like myself. Yeah. 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 And it's like, we, we both are, like on the same page and it works out. Um, so for 2023, I've decided if I do collab, you know, and also because of the testing, I feel like that's another important thing. I hear you there. It's like, you know, yeah. I work with a lot of MILFs. I'm literally my phone this morning. <laughs> I'm setting up shoots. Some of the girls that I love to shoot with, I was sitting down with Sherry DeVille. She said, you know what, when I do collaborations with me, like the fans love it. Like they love MILFs, MILFs, MILFs. And it's so, it dep- you know, you know what your fan base likes. And I love it. You know, they like, they like women that are like you. So when you're with women that are like you, it's really, it's like, it's like the double prize. <laughs> well, they it. love, because I'm Sp- <laughs> um, Spanish, they, they love it when I'm with a Spanish girl. Yeah. Um. So that, so that's why like Vanessa, like uh, sexy Vanessa, for instance, you know, like she's like, oh, do you want to shoot? I'm going to be in New York next week. I go, yes, fine. Let me know the day yeah. like that. And because I probably have done the most videos with her. I've got so many. And I have guys that buy every single video with me and her. So it's nice. for me, I it, not only do I have to find a mouth, but it's, she has to be a. <laughs> it's fine. Well, here's the thing. You know what sells for your audience and so yeah. the people that are listening, you know, the fans want to know, find out from the fans what do they like. And, right. you know, sometimes you can tell what they like by that button being clicked. Right. Watch, yes. watch, 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 watch. And you're like, okay, I know. So it's finding out what sells to you and sticking 
to that, you know? As, I mean, sometimes we can try different things, but sometimes if you've only got limited time and you know what sells for your fans is do the things that sells for your fans. Right, Make right, exactly. That yeah. you know that they're going to want to unlock, they're going to want to open. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you about your podcast. So you have mm-hmm. two podcasts. So tell us a little bit about what the podcasts are and how you got started with them. Okay. So first I'll start with my vanilla podcast. Um, Sunday Funday. I started on IG. I started getting paid a long time ago. And Lainey Spicer, my publicist, I told her, I go, hey, um, this is over like a year and a half ago. Instagram offered me something called bonuses. And if I went live. So um, all of a sudden I said, oh, Lainey, they offered me money if I go live. She goes, well, why don't you make a show? So I started on Instagram making a show called Sunday Funday. And I had various guests, but then I realized, you know, Instagram is very risky. Um, it was great, those bonuses, Instagram, great. I made like a total of three grand the first two months. And I was like, that's wow, nice. this nice. is unheard of. Like people are losing their IGs, what the hell? It, it was just a small little few, they gave it to certain people. But I remember I made like the first two months. I had, I, oh, I, got, had, it? I got it until they cut me off. They just oh, deleted me from okay. the platform. But that's, that's yeah, that we, yeah. we've done since then. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess they give it to some certain accounts, maybe certain accounts with big interactions or big followers. Right. So th- they gave me that and I did a little show. Um, but I noticed I, it, I couldn't, certain guests would get me in trouble. And some guests, um, they would do nothing in the world. And because, because of their occupation. Yeah. Tiny and Get her off. <laughs> like, I couldn't get live. So I had to tell Lainey, Lainey, I can't have, like, so then I was like, Lainey, I can only do comedians. I can't, I can't have no, like, I can't take the risk because I would see little issues. Like, I even lost my monetization for one whole week. You know, it was unfortunate. I st- still saw problems on my IG. And I said, you know what? This isn't because then I lost that big bonus money. Um, I go, this isn't profitable. Let me go and do a podcast. Um, So what I did is I rented a studio here in New York, a big studio, and I started um, interviewing different comics, stand-up comedians. I love comedy. I'm not a music person. I never was really into music. I love comedians a lot because I dance for so long. I don't like loud music all the time and and everything, but I love comedy. I love to laugh. I love to enjoy myself. So it's called uh, Marcelo Alonso Sunday Funday Podcast. I have stand-up comedians. And recently I have branched off to like, um, not just New York stand-up comics, but comics in LA. And I got a comic actually in Miami this week that's going to be on. And then next week I'm getting um, somebody that I personally look up to. Um, I'm looking to interview somebody that's actually in Puerto Rico, um, a comic there and, you know, eventually I'm going to go back into studio with that. So that is like my vanilla project. And in a way it keeps me connected to the, cause I'm, I'm also with SAG after, um, it keeps me connected to that world of the other world that I make money because a lot of those comedians are actors too, or they're writers. So it's, it kind of keeps me in my vanilla world. Do you get opportunities to do, to get paid gigs through being in touch with the comedians um not really i have gotten like an audition or two 
last year I got my SAG insurance, which was like a big, big deal for me because wow, I got my insurance, you know, uh, and I did work back. I do work background in New York city to get, keep my, I basically work it to keep my insurance because what I made in SAG is not even what I paid in taxes. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. I work to pay my taxes, unfortunately, but I have my health care and for my whole family. So that's good at an affordable price. So, so sometimes there's different benefits for doing different things. And even though, like you say, it might not be so profitable, you're getting the benefits of right. And also I have, I have five years vested in with SAG. So I would like to get 10 years vested in so I could get um, the pension. That's right. another goal of mine. Yeah, because I, I didn't get it all those years work in the poll. That's what I always tell family. I'm like, because my mother was a social worker. My grandparents were sick. I said, look, I tried to tell my grandpa, they're older. I go, listen to my mom. She knows she's social work. All I know is the poll. Okay. Like in Hollywood, that's all I know. So, you know, so, so because I was working on the poll, I was never to get those benefits. So it's a very big deal for me. I'm very happy to get, even though the money I make goes paying taxes, you know, especially living here in New York, but I'm very grateful to have that. You know, I am keeping that. And then I am on IMDB under Marcelo Alonso and I put myself as director and producer. So that was a big deal for me as well, because I want, you know, I want stuff that is vanilla for me so I could share with my children. I could That's share with an my idea. family. Checking, yeah. checking. Uh, you've just given me an idea, checking my IMDB to see if I've got these podcasts on, I think. I'm you can to- put it on there. So I'm actually doing it with the comedy one because ideally I would love to be a director and I would love to be a producer. Um, I, I Even though I have a SAG card, like, hey, if somebody wants to offer me a day player, I'm cool, I'm down. But do I want to be, you know, do I want to go be on a series regular? Eh, that's a full-time commitment. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'll be happy to be a day player. The rate's a thousand a day to go past the sugar in SAG. So that's nice. (laughs) Or it's 1200 now. Yeah. I want to ask you, let's talk about your other podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. So you've got the spicy one now, because there's two sides of me. I'm a Gemini. Um, Get schooled. What I, what I decided, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've seen a lot of podcasts and I really I did. I personally didn't like sex work being sensationalized because of the fact that, you know, I've been in sex work a long time. It does something to you after a while. It's hard for me to have friends that are not in sex work. It's very, very mm-hmm. difficult for me to have fr- friends that are civilians, vanilla, squares. I, I say different terms because on Get Schooled, all different forms of sex work, we say different words for civilians. You know, and I started seeing all these articles, these podcasts, different things happening in the sex worker world. But nobody is talking about the long-term effects. Nobody's talking about the reality of sex work. Nobody's, you know, a lot of people came in with blinders and all and during the pandemic and all they know is OnlyFans. And they they think that's the only thing, but there's other ways. So what I've done with Get Schooled is I'm trying to bring every form of sex work onto my podcast. So um, for instance, this week, I'm going to have Amy Taylor, who is a companion out of LA. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some, you know, I, I had my mentor, Tara Indiana, who is a BDSM educator. Mm-hmm. I have had Brittany Andrews on, who is one of the smartest women I know. Um, she's very 
she's she's a genius, Brittany. Yeah, she's yeah. very smart. Very nice. It's a wealth of information of all forms mm-hmm. of sex work. And I'm trying, you know, because this is the thing with get schooled, we're all under the umbrella of sex work. So, you know, sometimes I've seen people like, oh, they they do this, they meet people in person, or they, you know, they're shunning the other part person. Oh, they just do this. You know, they're 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 doing all of this. So I wanted to kind of like educate the public and educate. Um, and I'm surprised with the amount of downloads I get at each week and the people I've have, have on. So it's, it's really interesting. But another thing I wanted to do with this podcast, I didn't want to put it on YouTube. The reason being, I have found so many people are so impressionable. They see something on YouTube, they see an article, they see something, and there's always a young child that thinks, oh, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to make all this money and life is going to be roses. And I really only want an adult audience to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So if I do get the audio, I think I'm either going to eventually do Patreon. My fans have requested it on OnlyFans. I might drop um, the like my good friend, Ava Devine, she did a, she did an excellent episode about sobriety. And, um, it was, it was one of the first episodes because she's a very close friend of mine that I had her on. So I really wanted to educate the public because some, a lot, you know, educate the public first, we come in it because we are willing to do it. We are not forced into it. Yeah. That is a really big point that because there are a lot of people and platforms and places and information out there like people come into this industry, like as in every industry, like someone's doing a job that they don't want to do. That's a fact. But doesn't mean everyone's there doing a job that they don't that they don't want to do. You know, for, for us, we are here, we come willing, we do the things that we want to do. And I think that's great that you're out there, like educating the public and letting them right. know, you know, these are people on these, these are the different parts of sex work. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, more of an insight into it. Right, right. So that's what I want to do. But I also want to keep it audio and um keep the visual under a paid platform or something to make sure nobody under 18. Um, I've just heard, I've met girls that have told me, Oh, I saw, you know, this person and they talked about how much money I made or, you know, uh, with articles going on right during the pandemic, I saw an increase of, and, and nothing wrong if people need to do it. But they're coming in with a lot of idea. They don't really realize the long term effects. And it, it of sex work, it, it's relationships, it's friendships that get involved, your children also, you know, get involved, too. I, I wanted to talk to you about your children, actually, because, you know, you, you spoke about your daughter and, you mm-hmm. know, the challenges. And I love that we've talked because this is about overcoming challenges, being yes. successful. So yes. talk to us a little bit about, you know, I know that you're involved in a in a documentary for, mm-hmm. for NV, I can't even the American channel. <laughs> oh, I, wor- I worked on um, Lone Wolves, Lone Wolves, which is Peacock. So my daughter, uh, my oldest child, who I always tell her, you got me when I was good and young and fresh on the pole because I like she she had ADD growing up. Um, for instance, they wanted to keep her an extra year in kindergarten. And I said, no, um, I was like, she's going to graduate and watch. She's going to go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made sure she went to college and I didn't know she was going to go to grad school. 
So she goes to grad school. She inquired, I, I actually prepared the first four years I took care of. I um, actually invested in a program in Florida called Florida Prepaid College, which was great. Every state should have it. I don't think they have it anymore, but her first four years were taken care of. She graduated from Catholic school. She had a very ed- good education. It would pay for tutors, pay for everything. Then she went to grad school. Okay, great. You went to grad school. She accumulated some debt. Now, Grad school is not enough. She's going to law school. (laughs) And um, I've had to, um, it's been a challenge with her. Um, She's kind of had to take like less classes each term because of the ADD. She does have a note from, she goes, mom, I still have the note from the second grade psychologist. So like when children have ADD, you take them to the school psychologist, they get a note, they can always take the test, they can stay in and take tests longer. So if anybody has children that have difficulties, please see a school psychology. I remember back then I paid 200. It's going to, it's the best investment for your children and for their future. I think they've, they've actually changed it since then. Uh It's it's definitely for like California. They, they have things like individual education plans. So if you know, and the, the IEPs, yeah, the IEPs and the, you know, it's you go, you get assessed, you get the official mm-hmm. diagnosis, and then you can go to the school, you can the insurance oh. cover a lot of there's, there's a lot of stuff because I'm obviously a mom and I get to speak <laughs> to a lot of parents. Yeah, and there's a lot of great stuff available. And you are right, you know, if they get the individual education plan, that allows for things like what you just said for people with ADD, they can, you know, get extra time. For the test right and this plan follows them throughout their school throughout yeah their she education. has been using the same form since she was in second grade all throughout college she kind of reads over stuff and all my legal work now for nice. me so that's good like i i did have one time i was with a company and they were trying to get me to sell a product um like a sex toy or something and i had her read the document um i said I said, can you read this for me, this paperwork? And she goes, mom, listen, if you like, she pointed something out very well. She goes, if you even like a post, let's say you like another influencer and they happen to have a sex toy, they can get back all the money. She goes, do not do this. So she warned me, she looked through the paperwork. And then I learned like, if you have an Instagram, you don't even want to post that you have a sex toy. Um, I learned that the First, she pointed out the, the the error, like they could easily ask for the money back. She goes, mom, this isn't worth it. And so I pulled out right away and I said, this isn't a good thing. And then I learned um, from Kelly Roberts, don't even dare sell a sex. Kelly Roberts, if you know who she is, um, she has a wealth of information too. She advised me, do not sell any sex toys on IG. And she was right. So, um, you know, thank for my daughter and thank you for uh, Kelly Roberts. So my older daughter is a little bit of the... Uh, looks over paperwork now for me. She's figured out my life insurance. She's figured out, like, it comes in handy. You, Everybody needs a lawyer in the family or somebody that's at least studying to be one. In terms of um, Instagram, you just mentioned that there are some rules and stuff about Instagram, but you've also branded yourself as the spicy social media guru. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. How are you helping other performers? Well, I'm trying to help performers. They just have to listen. That's the thing. I'm they listening. To, I'm they listening listen and they follow through. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've, I'll be honest. People that have been in past 10 years, this is why I've chose people like us that we've been around tend to listen better 
than somebody that just comes in because what happens is people look at, oh, but Madonna's doing it. Cardi B's doing it. This person's doing it. Just because you see a celebrity do something does not mean you are not that celebrity. Bottom line, you are not, you have to, if you have an IG, you have to walk. And unfortunately, IG does target a lot of adult performers, especially porn performers. And it's very sad, but you do have to think like this. If you have a 10 year old nephew, what would you want them to see? Mm. And that's how your Instagram needs to look. You cannot mention your OnlyFans. You cannot mention these other sites. You have to be very careful. You can't mention OnlyFans, loyal fans, and all that. Save that for Twitter or Pornhub. There's a lot of rules and stuff that people have to do, but people have to want to listen and follow through. Put the analogy in, would your you know 10-year-old nephew be okay at what you post on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, any of those platforms? You've really got to be super careful. And yet other people are putting stuff up and they can get away with stuff. You know, celebrities, it's like they they put the fingers over the like the naked little fingers covering. It's just tricky in this day and age yeah. to be a sex worker and then to go to other places. Like I love that you're sharing, you know, you're making the the money from Meta and I love that analogy that you made yeah. from Meta in one month and you right. did Sex Panther. Right. No, Meta's been very good to me. Um and I tell people like get on Facebook and they're like, What? Facebook? Huh? And I'm like, listen, you know, the the whole so what's happening with all the social medias, I'm gonna tell you what happened because I've done my research. I've spent hours on this. So because TikTok became popular and actually TikTok is the most not the most social popular website. Facebook is. So all of a sudden, Facebook and Instagram, because they're owned with Meta, they had to do something. And that's why they started incorporating short film video. So I still make TikToks. I have like three or four TikToks only because I use the sound and the video and I try growing them the best that I can, but it doesn't go out there. It doesn't grow no matter what I do. Um, I recycle those. I put them on YouTube shorts and I put them on Facebook and I put them on IG reels. So you, these, the new, sh- the day of the picture is kind of gone now. It's now short form video. So that is why Facebook is now paying creators because, and they're paying them actually more than what TikTok is. This is from Marcella Alonso. She's telling you right now, yeah. everyone that's listening, super, super safe for work, stuff that your nephew would watch. Yes. And put it up, recycle it, Instagram, Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, sorry, Facebook Reel, Facebook videos, and mm-hmm. also on TikTok. Do you put them on YouTube as well? Because yeah, I YouTube know- Shorts. I monetize, I got monetized in one month and I was like, yay, I'm on a roll. Um, but I'm not really making money on YouTube that's anything to brag about. I could like barely buy cat food, but I'm happy that I'm very grateful. I'm I'm happy that I am monetized, but I go ahead and I put the shorts on there because I notice I'm actually gaining better with the shorts than the videos. Right. So it's bringing in an audience plus YouTube is in with Google when somebody Googles your name. So um, because of the competition with all the social medias, the way it ranks is Facebook is number one. YouTube is actually number two. And number three is Instagram. And then it's TikTok, which is number four. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because so people, so, you know, then, and then under that is Snapchat, which Snapchat does have a pay um, program. I'm working on my public Snapchat. 
And uh, it's been a lot of work. Um, like I had a very big Snapchat before it got deleted. Remember, we were all doing Fan Central. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I was on Fan Central. We did Snapchat. And I can remember one day trying to figure out how do I get Snapchat back? Because the it was tracked on your phone. So if they delete, you couldn't do that. So I literally right. went to the Starbucks. And I took a phone that I'd never logged on. I ended up getting a fan to start it, a girl. She started my Snapchat for me and I kept it on the other phone. And I was like, okay. And I <laughs> I will not log in any other phone because they they were tracking your phone. It was connected well, to Well, because at Snapchat, you're not allowed. Snapchat in the rules of term of service, you're not allowed to sell adult content whatsoever, but it's great for Snapchat is great for marketing and it's great to make quick videos. And sometimes I'll make a couple pitch, you know, do a couple snaps and make it into a reel. Sometimes, you know, I'll go to a place. It, it's another good marketing and there is a way to make money. I really haven't tapped into it too much to make money um, because Meta has been so good to me lately. Yeah. You know, Meta's been very, um, very, very good. My Facebook is 600, over 638,000 or 648,000. I've never paid for promo. That is just for me organically posting, never did uh, a share for a share or any of that. It's just nice. grown. Yeah, nice. like that. So, and then I have the, I have the fan page and then I have the regular profile. So nice. I have two of them. And then with an IG, you can attach the Facebook. So um, I'm trying up. to get monetized on the other one because the, the money was so good last month. I'm in a group with people that are making money. There was a woman, she's on like having her fifth kid and she makes so much money and she's out with the kids. She's talking about like, oh, my kids like this. This is the little snack hacks or whatever. So you don't need to, if you're going to do TikTok or if you're going to do that, and let's say you have, you know, you have young children, you have, you don't need it to be, well, you don't want to mix your adult brand, but there's people doing a lot of vanilla stuff on Facebook that are making, and that woman is making so much money showing, you know, oh, when we go out, I have these bags and then I hand out the snacks and like, and yeah. I was like, oh, that was a good idea. She did, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of like little, um, there's a lot of people that I've came into that have these vanilla tricks or there's a woman like she's at it. She got 80 million views. Um, and I think she said she made 40,000 from showing off her RV. It, it's so nice. There's so many opportunities out there and it's about keeping your eyes and ears open and looking for the opportunities that arise, right. you know, right. and, and taking you it. You have and to do, because sex work is like a roller coaster. It really is. One day you're up, one day you're down. And I've I've noticed, I've talked to people that are new in the business. And I remember when I first got on Sex Panther, I told somebody and I go, this is a great site. And they were like, oh no, I don't do that. I only do OnlyFans or whatever. And then now I see they're on Sex Panther and I'm like, why did they shun me when I was on Sex Panther way back when? You know what I mean? So I've always been ahead of the game and I've jumped on different stuff when I see money um, because it's it's all green in the end. Yeah, we, we all like to make our money, which and whichever place or platform or right. way that we do it. And it's great. And I love this, the fact that you've come on, you've shared some of your ideas, you, you, in, you're enticing us, you're giving us inspiration to, you know, to, to get on and, and we can't be 
what we are on the premium platforms on the right. other platforms. So we've got to right. adjust and there's a way to do it. And Marcella Alonza, you are doing it. You are making money. And this is something that we can all look to work towards, you know? Right. Well, uh, Marcella, I really, really appreciate you coming on today into the Tanya Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. So tell everybody where they can find you online. Uh, they can find me on my Instagram. It is Marcella Sobella. My Facebook is Marcella Sobella. And also you can find my YouTube, which is Marcella Sobella. Uh, if you want to join my OnlyFans, it's ilovemarcella.com or all of my links, all my social links are at marcellasobella.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is Tanya Tate. Influencer Success. So thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Be that person that makes a difference in someone else's life through relationships and the way we act. When you appreciate things, the more things to appreciate will start to flow. Appreciate friends and colleagues. Nurture the relationship and watch it grow. Share all of your feedback with me. What do you think of my audio and video podcasts of the guest? Who do you want me to have as a next guest? What questions or advice do you want us to discuss? You can leave feedback or ask me questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at TanyaTate Instagram at TanyaTateXO, TikTok and YouTube at TanyaTateTube. And you can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate. You might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode. So Tanya Tate, is this really you, Tanya Tate? Hmm. Wonder if you know who this is, Tanya Tate. Your name Tanya Tate or which is it? Which do you want me to call you? Do you know who this is? So you like to how deep do you want it, Tanya Tate? You like it? Hmm? I guess you like it eating too. Let me eat your You'll be there for hours, Tanya. Okay, Tanya. Well, nice to know you, Tanya. You know who I am. Text me back, Tanya Tate. Bye, Tanya Tate. Oh, my God. I have no idea who that was. I mean, when he left a message, it wrote that his name was Bob. So come on, Bob, who the hell do you think I am? I'm Tanya Tate. Yes, this is me. I do not know you. I do not know your number. And the name I wish to be known as is the name that you shall address me as, which is Tanya Tate. And do not address me as any other name because I have no idea. This is Tanya Tate. My God, we had to do a lot of bleeping out of that stuff, didn't we? I guess he's been talking to a fake, talking all dirty with the fake, are you? I hope you had fun with that, matey. Let's listen to the next speak pipe voice note. Who's this? So, Tanya, 
When are you going to sit on my face? Oh, he's back. Keep on telling me you're going to come here and sit on my face. I keep telling him I'm going to go there. I'm not going to come because I don't know who you are. Are you afraid to come here and sit on my face? Or maybe I'm you might like come. it more than you think you might like it, Tanya. And I'm not going to sit on your face. I and I'm not going to like it. I've had what you wanted. Come on. Come over. Come and get me, Tanya Tate. Is he bagging I me? I dare you. I double, triple dare you. But you don't have the Ooh. guts to do it. Come on, Tanya. Come on, Tanya. Come and get me. Bye. This fella has got me cracking up. He's back again so soon. Double, triple dare you. I mean, that's kind of pure filth. And I'm just going to get on a plane and just come over and just do your demands. Why are you trying to double dare me? Okay. All right, all right, mate. I'll pack a suitcase and I'll come and find you. Oh, we are all right. Actually, this guy's dreaming. Fella, you're dreaming. Oh, my goodness. It's the wrong place, really, isn't it, to be talking like that? I mean, if you want to talk filth with me, Sex Panther and OnlyFans, they're the places. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Let's see if there's a, a voice message that is worthy of me saying thank you for leaving it. So moving on to something more fun. Let's listen to the next Speak Pipe voice note. Hello, listeners of Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Caller69. Please help me in wishing the lovely Tanya Tate a very, very happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Tanya Tate. Happy birthday to you. As once before, we raise a toast to health and happiness. Continued success with your podcast. And to wine and dine with Caller 69. Oh, wow. That was lovely. Caller 69 popping in to wish me a happy birthday and even singing to me happy birthday. What a lovely birthday serenade that was. Yes. <laughs> Health and wealth. I love it. Lots of wishes. And thanks for listening. Thank you for being a continued listener on the Skinfluencer Success. And thank you so much for the birthday wishes. That was definitely, definitely fun. So make sure if you do want to leave me a voice note and you hear it being played and you've impressed me. I mean, the, the first guy, I was not impressed. If you're the second guy, call the 69. Let me know. Tell me your name and address and I'll send you a thank you photo for your show of appreciation for leaving a voice note. And I'll send you a photo for your show of appreciation for leaving a speak pipe voice note that I played. And if you're listening to me on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and not inspired by any of the words you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. You can also give me a five-star rating on Spotify. Let's go and take a look at Audible UK. Nicola Ward gave five stars. Thank you so much, Nicola. And I'm going to read it. Fun, informative, and absolutely brilliant definitely from the UK, Nicola. 
I love the word brilliant. Nicholas says, I've loved listening to Tanya Tate's podcast. It's so much fun. You get drawn in and just have a laugh with all the people taking part in each podcast. You laugh, smile and learn in each and every one of them. Very informative. And you get to know each person taking part a lot better. Tanya too is a down-to-earth lady who asks the right questions and puts everyone at ease. It feels like you're just having a chat in your living room. Love you lots, Tanya. Well, thank you so much to Nickel Award and Caller 69. Yes, indeed. And if you do leave a review and I play your voice note or I read your review, I will send you a signed photo as a thank you for your appreciation. Just send me your name, email and address and prove that it was from your account. So thank you, guys. Keep the support. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via phone or video call, you know where you can do that on my premium social media platforms, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to have a one-on-one chat over there. You can follow me on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate, TikTok and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube, Instagram at Tanya Tate XL. And you can see all of my official links, including my premium social media on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. The Skinfluencer Success Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. Watch it first on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. Also get released on onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate and later on youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. Patreon members get to exclusively see me reveal in advance this episode's guests and will be treated to exclusive clips that don't make the final cut of the video. Join my highest tier to get shout outs. And this episode of appreciation for being a top level tier member goes to Jessica Ryan. Thank you, Jessica, for being amazing and for supporting a fellow content creator. Follow her on Twitter at LoveJessicaRyan. And also a shout out of appreciation to Caller69. Thank you both. You too can get a shout out by supporting my podcast. Just by becoming a top tier level member of my Patreon. This is Tanya Tate. In the words of John Gordon, decide to make a difference. Build meaningful relationships and success will find you. Now get out there and go build your bank. <laughs>